Come on, man. Hello, Patriots. Welcome to episode 164 of the Patriot Review. It's called Fortitude and Freedom. We have a special guest for you today. Starting in block two, Christy Tasker will be here and we'll talk all about uh, her race down there in Miami and uh, explain all that. But you know, I was doing some reflection on really what we talk about every day. And it comes down to this, in my opinion, it comes down to we discuss common sense in the face of tyranny and <laughs> I, I found a couple of examples and specifically around the, the area of faith so I want to start with that today and let's get started I'm really taxing my computer that's why the delay is there all right so here's one that just shouldn't shock anybody and yet for some reason it does lgbt leftist alleged betrayal by all muslim city council after pride flag ban stabbing us in the back this is one where you just kind of go well duh i mean look around at the muslim countries and see what they do to homosexuals um Saddam Hussein, Hussein, for example, threw them off buildings, and uh, they like to say that Christians are intolerant, and then they ally themselves with people who seemingly accept them, or basically the enemy of my enemy is my friend type of mentality, but not because of fact, only because of emotion. And that's where the left goes off the rails and why I said what we really talk about is common sense because truth is common sense and truth is based on facts, not emotion. So, you know, here we have an example of this where uh, they're expecting something completely different from people who, you know, they're, they're not going to, they're not going to um, abandon their principles or their view of their principles or their beliefs and they are what they are and for some reason you know i think because it's based on emotion and not fact all of a sudden they're surprised by this and it's just kind of puzzling in a way because uh, obviously this is going to happen so you know and i and i know the arguments already you're you're a islamophobe and you are uh, only talking about a small section or grouping of of uh, Muslims who are radical Islam Islamists, but the truth is, the the uh, the religion itself has not gone through any form of um, of change, and the doctrines still, you know, speak fire and brimstone dogma, and um, you know, until until that happens, where it becomes the mainstream to be accepting of people. 
Um, it's just not going to be there, and and uh, so you shouldn't be surprised by this. Now, Christians, on the other hand, I don't know if you've heard about this. I thought I'd show you this because we all know what this really means. Even though we none of us really care what people do in their bedrooms, we we do care at uh, you know our places of worship and where we go. So basically, they took the uh, Apostles' Creed and they they quite simply um, destroyed it and made it fit their narrative. And this is one of the big problems, I think, with the Christian churches across the country is they, they put out stuff like this. Let us confess our faith today in the words of the Sparkle Creed. I believe in the non-binary God whose pronouns are plural. I believe in Jesus Christ, their child, who wore a fabulous tunic and had two dads and saw everyone as a sibling child of God. I believe in the rainbow spirit who shatters our image of one white light and refracts it into a rainbow of gorgeous diversity. I believe in the church of everyday saints as numerous, creative, and resilient as patches on the ace quilt whose feet are grounded in mud, and whose eyes gaze at the stars in wonder. I believe in the calling to each of us that love is love is love. So, beloved, let us love. I believe, glorious God, help my unbelief. Amen. So, oops, I got to get out of that window. So, here we have... Again, just this lack of common sense that um, you know people aren't going to want to hear this. I mean, there's 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 those people who um, you know say they're Christian and they allow this kind of thing and they do it because they're virtue signaling, in my opinion. And while they may be great people, you know, everyday people that uh, live the American dream, um, they're misguided and they're they're taken off track and away from. Uh, what our true founding values were, and this is just um, blasphemy, basically. And um, this is uh, a Dina or Dina, I'm not sure in uh, Minnesota how they pronounce this town, but so it's a, a Dina Community Lutheran Church in Minneapolis. So it's in Minneapolis, and that should uh, <laughs> that should be enough to just understand why it's happening, because um, Minneapolis is is well known. Not only for the uh, the, the far left viewpoints, um, but also when you look at Islam in Minneapolis, we see Omar and the anti-American radical Omar, and um, we see the land of no-go zones and and just nonsensical stuff that if you if you turn it around and you're Christians and and um, you know, you try to have a no-go zone. I mean, they would do Waco version two on you, and um, <laughs> come in to get you. And you know, it's uh, it's just like I said, completely nonsensical. And this is the kind of stuff that really I think frustrates most Christians because it is yet another example of really a double standard. And when you compare the two religions, and you compare. You know, like I brought up the the whole issue of the Crusades, and I showed you the uh, film from uh, Dr. B uh, Bill Warner. Uh, 
on the Crusades and the, and the number of battles that took place and all that, um, you see the same kind of pattern repeating itself. Uh, it's not open warfare, but the warfare is on ideas and principles and values, and the warfare is on the computer. It's on the social media sites. It's, you know, it's just something that we're living with every day. So I, I wanted to show that, but I also want to show you this part, and maybe you've seen this already, uh, but here we have an NFL star, New Orleans, New Orleans Saints, or it should be New Orleans, I guess, uh, Demario Davis. So he delivered a powerful message at the podium. He's, he did the same thing at week one, but I wanted to show you a little bit of this to balance the positive and negative here. Greetings, everybody. Um, well, I wasn't going to preach uh, today. I wasn't going to do that. But I, if, if I didn't, um, then I would not be being obedient. Um, I told the Lord before today, if I went back to the podium, that I would uh, make sure that I praised him the proper way. Um, the last time I was up here, um, God did an extraordinary work through me. Um, it exceeded past myself um, and into and around the country. And with that, I, I owe proper praises to God. Um, it had nothing to do, very little to do with me and everything to do with him, so I have to be obedient. So first, I will update everybody on my daughter. Uh, she had a phenomenal week. She's doing great, um, a full bill of health. Uh, she's doing phenomenal. Um, as I said before, that knock at the door was answered, um, and God came in and did a wonderful work in my family. Uh, the reality is when you see a message go around uh, that strong, it's a lot of people that are out there hurting and it's a lot of people who are waiting on a knock. And I want to continue to reiterate um, your knock may not come right. Or your knock may not come right away, um, but to be patient and to uh, wait on the Lord and he will do what he said he'll do. Another thing was. It was an overwhelming support amount of support just from uh, fellow believers and Christians around the country. I want to thank them for that. Um, and I think the phrase that is used oftentimes is, man, that's awesome what you're doing with that platform that you have. Um, but at the end of the day, that's what we are to be doing as Christians. That's what we are to be doing as believers is sharing the gospel, preach the gospel. The word says, for I am unashamed of the gospel for is the power of God to bring salvation to all who believe. It's the power of God. And that's what our world is needing. That's not just talking about salvation for the spirit. That's talking about salvation for the soul. People who are hurting, people who are going through present day situations who need healing and need God in their life. And only the power of God can save them. So what I wanna encourage every Christian, not just Christians with a platform, Preach the gospel, share the gospel in our schools. Our schools need God. Share the gospel in our courtrooms. Our courtrooms need God. Share the gospel in the hospitals. Our hospitals need God. Share the gospel. Preach the gospel. It is the power of God that will bring salvation. And I can't be the only person that feels like our nation needs salvation. 
And I think that's why that me that message was so powerful and spread is because people are looking for salvation. So share the gospel. So unfortunately, we'll be doing this again. I'll be sharing about football later in the week. Thank y'all for y'all time. Blessings. So there you have it, a brave man to come out and really a man of his convictions, which you have to, um, you have to respect. And you notice how the room was quiet afterwards. Is that a good sign or a bad sign? I don't know. Um, like to hear your thoughts on that and what we uh, have covered in the opening of today. And we'll be right back with Christy Tasker for you. After we watched our daughter Grace die on FaceTime, I uh, immediately felt that I needed to go to the hospital, although I was still pretty sick. And I met Jessica and our pastor there. And um, while we were in the room, we, Jessica and I let us spend a few moments just with Grace alone. And it was, it was just a horrific, sight to come upon was the fact that her daughter Grace was now gone. Um, the emotions that came over the top of our uh, minds and just our physical bodies were just unbelief. We, uh, we took her BiPAP off because it was still on. This was hope and prayers that somehow she wasn't really gone and as soon as we did that the color of grace changed, and um, we had to accept that she was truly gone. Not one person stepped foot in that room. How can you do that? How can you allow an innocent person, a child, she's only 19 years old, die in front of your eyes? You don't do that. If you're human, you don't do that. They knew they weren't going to convince us to put Grace on a ventilator. That means the money was going to dry up. They had to have the money. And when you follow the money trail all the way through, you see that a ventilator is about a $300,000 decision. That they had higher paying patients in the emergency room. Grace was worth more dead than alive. All right, if you haven't seen Breaking the Oath yet, you can go to my website for this show, which is redbloodedpatriots.com, or you can go to America First Productions, America the number one ST Productions.com, and check it out there. Uh, it's on Rumble as well, so check that out. Again, the documentary, as you can tell, is about COVID protocols and uh, the, the whole uh, issue around depopulation and all of that, um, uh, a somber topic, obviously, but uh, one that's important. Also, if you need to get yourself in shape, you can head over to Sherwood.tv slash TPR and get yourself some great deals on Kingdom Fuel and other things. All right. 
So I need to switch a screen, which is going to be difficult again, but I have Christy Tasker with me now. Welcome to the show. It's awesome to have you here. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it and I appreciate the opportunity to get the message out there and let everybody know what's happening in my neck of the woods. I love it. Uh, every, you know, any, we, we like to say, uh, you know, get off the couch, do something about it. And I love having patriots on that are doing something about it. And, you know, I just, just say God bless you, first of all, for taking up the task that you're taking up and you're specifically going uh, candidate for Miami Commission District 2. And why don't you tell us kind of what your backstory is and, and what, what moved you to get involved here in the fray as it is? Well, that's a great question because um, like probably most of the people sitting at home watching this or, you know, on your jobs at work, just kind of listening in, working alongside of your listening to a podcast. Um, I I am just a business consultant. I've consulted with companies like all over the world. Um, I hold a 20 year Chinese visa and trust me, we do not want that here. Uh, when I started to hear factory owners in China saying, you've got to fight for your country now, like you've got to fight now, not later, but now will help you like in terms of, you know, making sure that your your products are being produced correctly. We'll work on with you on Zoom so that you're not having to be here. But you need to fight for your country now because they've seen it happen. They, they we saw it happen in Tiananmen Square. Um, they don't have freedom at all. The minute you land in China, your phones are completely shut down. You have to get on a VPN to even communicate. There are no options there. You know, and I believe they could probably completely shut down the VPN if they really wanted to. So I would say to all Americans, um, if you will do what I did and, and turn around, if you are listening to this and you are a decent human being, um, and if you are, especially if you are a registered Republican, we need to understand that most likely your Republican executive committee, like mine, has been overtaken by Democrats. I call them dinos and rhino suits. They are some of the worst. They are the criminals. Miami, more than half of our elected officials already, probably because of some of my work and for speaking out. I started speaking out in February because we had a special election here. Uh, more than half of those people are already under investigation. Some of them have already been arrested. I'm having names removed off of their buildings and, um, you know, just calling out for things to be done because many times people here in the banana, Repub banana Republic with no bananas, they don't know what to do. They don't know who to call. They're scared. They fled from third world countries themselves. They fled from Cuba. They fled from Venezuela. And, you know, they, they get here and they think America's a resting spot because that's exactly what the government wanted them to think, that it's a resting spot and they absolutely have to do nothing. So I am just a normal person. I'm a normal human being. Um, I have normal jobs. Matter of fact, some people know me as just a basic travel blogger. Um, because I have a travel blog that I write on about my trips because I don't like really repeating myself. So you can imagine being a politician and having to repeat myself all the time. I literally feel like I'm like living in no man's land because I'm not used to having to repeat myself over and over and over again with the same message. So I feel like a broken record many days, um, but the reality is it is what it takes in order for us to take our country back because Miami is 
the heart and the soul of where a lot of the human trafficking comes in, um, drug trafficking. We already know about cocaine cowboys, and it's where a lot of dirty deeds done. In South Florida, we call this a sunny place for shady people, and that's exactly what happens. There's a lot of retirees. Um, they don't want to really have to run for office. Nobody was expecting this, trust me, when it comes to mm -hmm. the way, the condition that our country's in, but there's been a bunch of us that have stepped up and um, taken the battle directly um, to the people so that they understand exactly where we are in our country. Well, absolutely right. I mean, that's that's what we have to do is we have to take the battle into our own hands instead of looking towards other people and expecting them to do it. And I think, you know, from, uh, from a faith standpoint, uh, you know, I always say that if you don't believe in a higher power, the only person you can worship is yourself. And I think that's what's happened to a lot of our... Uh, a lot of our folks who are, you know, not not uh, who don't have a strong faith, uh, and I'm not here to necessarily judge anybody, but I do think that that's part of the, the problem. One thing that uh, you know I really like to do on my show is I like to talk a little bit about the person behind the personality and going back, you know, when you were a little girl and stuff. And you, what what do you think actually formed you and shaped you? How did you get to this point? Uh, as an American and as an, an invested in uh, an American taking action, what do you think formed that in you? Well, um, that's kind of an easy one for me. <clears throat> My grandfather was Army attache. Um, he actually worked in our state departments all over the world. Um, he actually served JFK. Matter of fact, he was the one who delivered the wow. message to JFK that Fidel was going to be taking over Cuba. <clears throat> so when it comes to patriotism, I knew it no other way. <clears throat> Pardon me for just a second. You betcha. <clears throat> On the campaign so, trail, doing a lot of talking, I would yeah, imagine. Sorry about that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm starting to lose my voice a bit. So <laughs> when it comes to when it comes to patriotism, you know, when it came to every Veterans Day um, and and serving our country like as a whole, I watched my grandfather do it. My brother is actually still in the army. My brother is, was, is the last person who has seen everything go in and out of Afghanistan. Um, so when it comes to, you know, what our country is and, and just growing up in a patriotic family um, that actually knows what the July 4th holidays are for, knows what Memorial Day is for, knows what Veterans Day are for, um, to see you know, other agendas try to take over entire months. I, listen, I, I've even told my Cuban friends, you know, even Hispanic Heritage Month, you know, we don't have to celebrate an entire month. I mean, our veterans get a right. day. I'm sorry. You know, I have a mm -hmm. huge problem with any agenda, no matter what it is, trying to take over an entire month. You, you know, if you want a day to celebrate something that you believe in, that is perfectly fine. That does not also mean that it should yeah. become a national holiday at all. All right. Right. Yeah. You know, it's it's um, I don't know. Sometimes I just tend to stir things up a little bit. And, um, you know, I put the same thing out there is, you know, how about a uh, how about a how about a national uh, Caucasian guy day? You know, where you know, we talk <laughs> about we talk about the fact that it was three Caucasian guys that first banned slavery in their countries in France, the United Kingdom, England and the United States. And yeah. um, of course, you can imagine the blowback I got on that. But um 
it's it's very true that we it's all virtue signaling i think it's people like to make themselves feel good by having those types of things and recognizing the people that they think you know have gotten trounced on their their entire lives and um so that's refreshing to hear that that uh, you have the courage to say that first of all and that that is your conviction because uh, we need more of that we need we need more of you know everybody is is equal in the eyes of of our justice system which they're not today and everyone is equal in the eyes of god and that seems to have gone out the window to okay who deserves the most um, the most credit the most retribution etc cetera, etc cetera. so uh, you have a saying that I'm going to switch screens, and you won't be able to see this, but I um, I have your website up next to us here, and there's a saying on your website, and I'm going to probably screw this up, so I'll try to look for it. Yeah, here we go. So it says, uh, Christy will bring Miami out of third world conditions and have District True services running smoothly on time and with accountability. And you talk about the third world conditions uh, yes. a few times on here. What do you mean by that? So there are basic services that are not being fulfilled. Let me just give you basic examples. Okay. And I know this is going to be hard to believe um, to some people, but number one, we've had our waste management um, service provider actually resign from his department because there is no more space for waste. So instead of taking care of the waste, our city commissioners have decided to just remove the trash cans and then they wonder why there's trash in the bay and then they want to do all these environmental cleanups and everything where you know they have the public come out which is fine listen i did one last week the reality is um we have third world conditions when we have um developers that are dumping part of their building goods in our bay Okay, so we, we were literally pulling out huge chunks of lumber, um, huge chunks of or, or huge pipes um, that are literally plumbing pipes. This did not come off of a boat. Okay, so, you know, they want to say, oh, this is, you know, this, the boat traffic is like leaving all this plastic in our water. Okay, there might be a cup here and there, but the reality is the chuck wagons from the developers and then they're not providing any garbage cans to actually put the garbage is the real problem. So instead of putting out more garbage cans and picking them up more often, they have simply removed the trash cans. The, the entire trash receptacles are gone. Um, so I have residents calling me saying, Christy, can you please just get us trash receptacles? Okay. Wow. The other is, you know, just not pumping our drains, believe it or not. So they want, like when I moved into, into my building, Jeff, the building, the, the street, the entire street overflowed with water to the point where it was almost going into the bay. There's a seawall between the, you know, between the land and the sea. Okay. Well, whenever I saw our street water almost like pouring over like a, um, like a stream into the bay, I became like like super concerned, especially when my neighbor's Fiat car was almost flooded. And, and I'm sitting here watching this like in 2020, you know, we're, we're all locked down. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. I've called this in already. You know, I drive a Hummer. So listen, I mean, at this point I was driving a Hummer. So my car's not going to get flooded. Okay. But 
you know, I'm watching this little Fiat in front of me that's almost flooded. And I'm like, that's going to cost them like so much in insurance to have to deal with this. It's not a hurricane. It's not, there's no reason for this to be flooding other than the the drain has not been pumped. So I grew up in a family of common sense um, and a family of construction workers. And my dad actually um, is, I say he's number one and number two. So he's a septic tank pumper pumper so i know exactly what <laughs> what what it what is needed to pump these drains in terms of just getting them done and how inexpensive it actually is but if we go into emergency orders as if we're in third world countries we actually give our politicians more power and they get more money it's right. not us that's getting right. more services okay it's them getting more money so and that's that, what they want yeah that's exactly right so i just you know i thought what what am i going to do you know they're not doing they're not they're not fulfilling any services even if you call the commissioner's office multiple times we have an app called 311 um so i do recommend that people download it and input your information into it because People um, actually, this, the commissioner actually gets all of your 311 requests. The minute you push that in, wow. they're just awesome. not doing anything. Yeah, it would be great if they were actually doing anything. However, that is one of the things, Jeff, that I will be doing is making sure that our services are fulfilled the first time you put it into 311 because your commissioners are immediately emailed. Um, so we know this by doing a couple of um, tests on, in Hang different. On areas hang on to that thought right there we're going to come back after a short break for three minutes remember you have a hot mic so if you're swearing at me people are going to hear about it so okay (laughs) we'll be right back all right we're back with christy tasker and the audio in my commercials is acting up i overtaxed my computer so i'm glad that this part of it is at least working correctly because it would be terrible (laughs) if uh if i ran into that so you were talking you said the magic words that i actually focused on the first block of the show which is common sense and uh you know i I had one example where um the the um the, the 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 i guess the lgbt uh group in Minnesota was really upset with Muslims because they banned the um, the rainbow flag and um, it's just one of those things that hey you know well, what what do you think is going to happen because that's certainly something that they aren't going to tolerate in their religion their, their their religion is much less tolerant than than uh, what people think and anyway I don't want to get you into that quagmire but uh, common sense seems to be lacking in the United States today. And I wanted to ask you specifically about, you know, all of these service problems that you're having and that people just take for granted, right? I mean, as Americans, we've been spoiled by having such a great country that we just expect those things. So how is the how is the border issue affecting Miami and, and the ability to actually provide what's needed? That's a great question. So one of the things that um, we have an issue with is um, definitely trafficking over our border. My neighbor is the spokesperson for border control. He tells me that they are trafficking as young as two years old and they're having to catch and release them. Um, So I'm finding it super disgusting. It's also creating a homeless problem here along with, you know, the homeless problems being created from, you know, us letting people in over the border. They're living underneath bridges um, all while we also have a, believe it or not, a, a homeless problem 
um, where developers have come in and purchased up Airbnb type properties that don't require 12 month leases. And um, that's also kicked people out of their own homes because when they can make more in a week than someone is willing to pay them in a month, um, they're not, we have a lot of buildings that are sitting like ghost towns empty while we have politicians touting that, you know, that they're building affordable housing. Well, there is going to be no such thing as affordable housing. It is, we are making you homeless. We are making you so that you can no longer get a job. I mean, no longer get a, uh, an apartment. You can no longer get a mortgage because a lot of these um, buildings also don't have full reserves. They're not fully funded with reserves. So anything that would be affordable, um, our state legislature allowed them to go until, you know, it was not, the, the reserves in a, in a condo building need to be fully funded. So if there is an incident or anything, that the building can be immediately repaired so that it does not go in disrepair. So in the past, what they've done is they've allowed them to go without full without being fully funded. And now what they've done is they've implemented a fully funding law and Florida statute and only given buildings like uh, 48 months to become fully funded. So that has created a problem within HOAs. So there's been a lot of units. What, to, what it's done is it's caused a lot of units to be sold off very quickly. And who buys those units very quickly? Because mortgage companies do not give mortgages for units that are not in fully funded buildings. So therefore only developers are buying those units. They're turning a, them to, into Airbnbs or the rents are so high that people cannot afford them and the people are having to move out of the homes. So that is all thanks to our state legislator, um, Vicki Lopez, who actually sponsored that bill. Vicki Lopez is a criminal that was, I believe was pardoned or exonerated by Clinton um, back in his, his presidential era. Um, she, her son is also the chief of staff for Francis Suarez, who is our city mayor who ran for um, his presidential race um, against Donald, against, you know, in the Republican Party as a whole. He couldn't even get on the debate stage, even though he gave out $20 gift certificates if people would just donate $1. Um, I'm not even sure that people actually got their gift certificates, but those are things that only happen in a banana republic. I mean, this is yeah. this is real. I mean, this is not a joke. When we say that we're a banana republic with no bananas, um, I'm being very serious with that. So I think a lot of people who aren't familiar with the, the issues that Miami is having would actually be shocked by this because everybody hears of Florida being, you know, one of the states that you can run to. Right. And that probably right. only compounds the problem because you have people leaving New York and California and many of them heading your way. And uh, so it sounds like you got the perfect storm down there and um, you have really the hurricane is the hurricane of issues that you have to address. And uh, so for you, what are the top top two or three priorities uh, that you that you see yourself taking on first? Well, first of all, just making sure that we have basic things like trash cans in parks and making sure that they are emptied more frequently, um, making sure that our sidewalks are even so that we don't have to deal with multiple personal injury lawsuits and 
hurt citizens because when we're having to deal with that, that absorbs a lot of time from our public safety officers, our police officers. Um, and then I will also be motioning for legislation so that we have to have 12 month leases in buildings or have a higher taxation um, on those specific buildings or units. So it'll be the choice of the owner whether they pay the, the higher tax or not, but that will at least cover um, an extensive um, issue of our police officers having to spend a lot of their time in Airbnbs taking care of issues there such as suicides, um, homicides, um, drug overdoses of people coming here partying, staying in these Airbnbs and absorbing um, our police officers' time and, and those of us who live here can't even get them out to a simple um, traffic if there's if, if there's anything regarding traffic or for traffic citations or for accidents. Um, it's taken police officers sometimes over an hour to come to, you know, to come to the aid to file a simple police report for an accident at the scene of an accident. So those are basic things um, that need to happen. Um, I will also be motioning for um, <clears throat> Joe, Joe Carollo um, has a 63, that's a, that is a, another city commissioner. He has a 63.5 million dollar lawsuit. He's used two million dollars worth of city funds um, to pay for his attorney's fees. Um, I will be leaning his. I will be motioning to lean his property um, so that he has to repay those fees to the city because he has done these things. He has not done them on city time, and he's gone against the city charter. So little things like that are the reason that. Um, they basically have five people running against me with most of them have over $200,000 each between their packs and their donations um, because they are terrified of somebody like myself getting into office because I work for the people, not for any um, any party lines. You know, when it comes to Democrat or Republican, these are two wings of the same bird flying in the same direction. Um, <laughs> They are, they are disenfranchising every citizen that we have. Um, these people, all of the people above me, every single politician running with me, they are all friends behind the scenes. I know they've tried to bring me into their friend group. Trust me, they would have already paid me off. They would have done anything that they can to maintain power. But you know what, Jeff, I am not about power. I am about the people. I'm about the people. I'm about our pets, believe it or not. A lot of us here have pets. We need happy places for our pets. We don't need dogs choking on um, cho choking on chicken bones because there's no trash cans um, to simply put the waste. Um, there's a huge waste management issue where our waste management landfills are almost full. Um, like I said earlier, the person over the waste management facility, he's already quit. So I will also be utilizing my skills for hiring, firing, and getting the right people into office and calling out those who do not um, wish to do the same thing. Got a lot of work ahead of you, and it sounds like you're ready to go. But um, you mentioned the, the drug issue in your, in your comments there. Um, one issue that I don't think is talked about enough in America, or at least put into perspective enough, where you know, we fought a war for 20 years over 9-11, and we tragically lost 3,000 people that day. But 20 years, we fought a war, and we lost more people. Um, but we're losing 120 to 150,000 people a year to fentanyl. How is, uh, how is that affecting Miami with the borders? Are you seeing a, very, a large increase of um, you know, overdoses and uh, drug-related deaths and, and violence? 
Absolutely. I mean, that is part of, you know, this Airbnb situation, because obviously people come here, they want to test out drugs. Um, I have a neighbor that um, has a, a child that is suffering from something very odd. Um, and he, you know, all of a sudden, you know, so, and I'm sure, you know, that, you know, he's a child and he's a, he's a teenager. I'm sure he's tried something and, you know, there's a mental health crisis going on. I believe, you know, this is something I can't prove, but I believe it has something to do with the lace fentanyl. Um, I, I've known people that have, have lost their children due to fentanyl overdoses um, because, you know, they're like, you know, my child was not suicidal at all. Um, and, and first of all, they're, they're, the label on their deaths are suicide. So I think a lot of these situations where our police officers are telling me that they are suicides or murder suicides could possibly be just drug overdoses because a lot of them are not killings with guns um, that we want to be led to believe that they are killings with guns. So um, that is definitely something that is that is not being investigated. Um, we have one officer on human trafficking and one officer on drugs, and the DEA is overloaded. Um, the Coast Guard is barely there. We have one boat, um, one police boat on the water. We should have at least three, if not four, police boats on the water at all times. So um, the Coast Guard is having to overwork um, to make sure that our coast is actually protected because my district is the entire bay here in Miami. Well, we, we're, we really are. You're talking about being a third world uh, banana yes. republic, but we really are a country at war. And, and it, really, it's kind of a, it's a civil war, I think, too. And it's a cold civil war right now. But I think that they're pushing us into uh, something worse, and I hate to say that, but I do believe that. So, all right, so we've gone through, and my time always goes so fast, uh, but <laughs> I want to give you the the, la the last word here and just uh, uh, say whatever you'd like to say directly to the, the people of Miami and when you're running for vice president sometime, you know, the people of, <laughs> of the United States. So Thank you. I'm going to turn it over to you here. Well, thank you so much, Jeff, for having me on. And everybody, thank you so much for listening in. So my plea to everyone um, that is listening is, um, you know, one of the biggest things that I'm up against is finances. Um, finances are not something that's easy to come by when you are anti-corruption because you will, I will not participate in anything corruption-wise. Um, I have put my own money and my own life where my mouth is. So if people are listening, one of the ways that you can help me out or simply follow my social media accounts, and that's Christy, C-H-R-I-S-T-I, the number four, Miami, on almost every mainstream social media. Go on, like, comment on some of my things. Bring to the attention of of just my viewers who are who are reading through the comments, because I do have Antifa after me. Let them see your comments. Let them see the truth on what I'm saying, because I have a feeling a lot of your audience, Jeff, is knows what I'm saying is the truth. And um, make sure that you, if you have the opportunity to monetarily donate, even $5 makes a huge difference. I would rather have a lot of $5 donors than um, a hundred, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars pouring in from one specific person, because I want to continue working for the people, getting the message out, 
and in, being in marketing and advertising does help because I'm able to do a lot of the work myself, um, which is not expected typically of a typical candidate. So your dollars go a very, very long way in, in my campaign because it is completely grassroots. The rhinos have tried to block me. It is not working. Matter of fact, they even had somebody try to enter the race so that they could say that I was the that, that I am no longer the only Republican in the race until yesterday I was able to say that. Um, so it's my understanding that there has been a Republican who nobody knows, even in the race, who has not done any work. I've not seen this person anywhere, no name recognition, but just so that we couldn't say that. We have a huge problem here where we are overrun. Dinos in rhino suits all throughout Miami, and they are going down. They are being arrested. Thank God. You can look them up. Alex Diaz de la Portilla. Um, you can look up Joe Carollo and Francis Suarez. I have gone against them all. I've been on Real America's Voice, um, Real News Now. I've been all across taking like one person at a time, telling the truth about these criminals that are working with Russian cartels and Chinese cartels to take over America from Miami. That is what's happening. They have full control. I've met with senators. I've met with legislatures. They don't want to hear, but guess what? I've recorded all the videos so that you will know. You can also follow my work on patriotsperspective.com. Um, you can see where I've even gone against John Walsh um, because we are running a police state here, starting with John Walsh. Um, that is another story for another day, Jeff, and I'll be glad to come yeah, on you're, with you. You're, and yeah, share you're that. welcome back anytime. You bet. Yeah. What's your website for people to go to? Yeah. If they go to Christy, C-H-R-I-S-T-I, the number four, Miami.com, um, you will see the services and everything that need to be fulfilled that are not being fulfilled in our third world country um, here in that we call Miami. And by the way, Jeff, it is run by people from third world countries. I mean, this is no joke. I mean, the majority of our um, elected officials are either um, first generation or were actually born in a third world country. Wow. Well, thank you for your courage and thank you for coming on again today and God bless you for what you're doing and stay safe and um, stay loud and proud. Appreciate thank that. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, and Jeff. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Well, the commercial issues continue. I definitely am overtaxing my computer. Either that or somebody's having fun. But um, So... Christy Tasker, always refreshing to have a true patriot on and to to meet people who are really, you know, have skin in the game and are really doing something uh, to make a difference. And she certainly fits that bill. And I wish her all the best, wish her luck. And of course, like I said to her, she's welcome back anytime. Uh, if you have comments on what's going on in Miami, and you know, they're directed more towards the show here. Uh, you can email me at redbloodedpatriots at protonmail.com. And um, I appreciate all the feedback that I get. I don't usually do a lot of uh, guests who really are more uh, local and have, you know, a, a, a narrow concentration or a concentration just like on one city. But um, what I do like doing is meeting people who really have found their voice and are, are getting up and who are taking action. And I hope you enjoy that because these are people who you can get to know now and people who may be in, in more of a statewide or national spotlight in the future someday. So that is why why I do that at, on occasion. But um, so hopefully you did enjoy that. And I want to go to 
a video that I think is really important. It's a video that uh, is uh, Reagan talking, and I think it's a needed message, and um, especially when we talk about common sense and the situation we're in today, and uh, a little bit of a uh, realization of what's important. At the times, just knock on the door, whatever you've chosen to do, and ask until you find somebody that will let you in. Now we have arrived, as we always do, at the moment of truth. It is time to clean house, to clean out the privileges and perks, clean out the arrogance and the big egos, clean out the scandals, the corner cutting and the foot dragging. Let's not dismiss our current troubles, but where they see only problems, I see possibilities as vast and diverse as the American family itself. Whether we come from poverty or wealth, Christian or Jewish, from big cities or small towns, we are all equal in the eyes of God. That's not enough. We must be equal in the eyes of each other. We can no longer judge each other on the basis of what we are, but must instead start finding out who we are. Our origins matter less than our destinations, and that's what democracy is all about. We can assert that the time has come to move forward. Let us leave behind suspicion between our peoples and replace it with understanding. It's a philosophy you can live by. In fact, I hope you do. As a matter of fact, I believe with all my heart that if a generation of young people throughout the world could get to know each other, they would never make war upon each other. That no force on earth can stop individuals from achieving great goals when they have the will and the heart to pull together and work together. It's good for society when we all know that no one is manipulating the system to their advantage because they're rich and powerful. But it's also good for society when everyone pays something, that everyone makes a contribution. We must not let the creation of wealth become a preoccupation with material things. We've made so much economic progress in our country, but it'll mean very little if your children look back at your days as a time of materialism and selfishness and looking out for number one. But money's only money, unless it represents genuine commitment. There's an old American tradition called the house raising. The pioneers out west would get together and build each other's houses. That was a long time ago, but it's still going on. Every time someone helps a lonely old man or woman in a shelter for the poor, that's a house raising. I wish you a nation of strength and wealth and power. But more than that, I wish you a nation where the house raising continues. Remarkable things are happening everywhere. People of all nations, people of all races and faiths have learned to live in harmony. Our children have been able to grow up in prosperity and freedom. It falls to us now, as it soon shall fall to you, to preserve and strengthen the peace. Surely no man can have a greater goal than that of protecting the next generation against the destruction and pain of warfare. But what's really important is what inspired us to do these things. What's really important is the philosophy that guided us. The whole thing can be boiled down to a few words. Freedom, freedom, 
and more freedom. But whatever you do with it, you will be the one who's doing the doing. You will make the decisions. You will have the autonomy. I know a fellow who once bought into a little hamburger stand out west. He's just a regular guy, but he worked hard, advertised, and the little stand prospered. You may have heard of it. It's called McDonald's. Hope finds its expression in hard work. Our, our proudest moments are yet to be. Our most glorious achievements are just ahead. And no matter how full our own lives have been, we say with Thomas Jefferson, I like the dreams of the future better than the history of the past. Let us all renew our commitment, renew our pledge to day by day, person by person, make our country and the world a better place to live. May every dawn be a great new beginning. We are beginning still. Every day brings fresh challenges and opportunities to match. Go for it. Reach those heights. Excel. Keep it up. Keep on saying yes to life. Never forget your heroic origins. Never fail to seek divine guidance. And never lose your natural, God-given optimism. Enjoy your freedom. Breathe it in. Use it to create the most important and moving thing a man or woman can, can create. A decent and meaningful life. May each of you have the heart to conceive, the understanding to direct, and the hand to execute works that will make the world a little better for your having been here. I want you to know that I have always had the highest respect for you, for your common sense and intelligence, and for your decency. I have always believed in you and in what you could accomplish Whatever else history may say about me when I'm gone, I hope it will record that I appeal to your best hopes, not your worst fears, to your confidence rather than your doubts. All right, so Reagan really hit it on the head there, um, as he usually did. I hope that you got uh, some enjoyment out of that, and some reflection is necessary, I think, but... Uh, uh, also, the optimism for the future. We we really have an opportunity right now at this point in America's history to make America what we all know it was intended to be from the beginning. And if we do that right, that's what we're going to end up with. And uh, I hope that uh, you keep your chins up and look forward to making that become a reality. So God bless you all. We will see you tomorrow. Who I have... Uh, uh, Dan Schultz, who I was supposed to have yesterday, I have him on tomorrow, by the way. So we will see you then.